0: But, and, and I really only realized this my senior year of Bible college, and, and in fact, I always tell people um, about my college experience that I have one regret, and that one regret is I didn't praise God enough. And really, you can never praise God enough. Um, he never, he's inexhaustible. Um, he's, he's magnificent and massive and, and uh, marvelous. And God, you can never praise Him enough for all that He's done. And, and I want to talk about the subject of praise, and I want to go to one of my favorite uh, passages and in, in stories about praise. And um, you think about, in your life, the number one thing that you want. I mean, I remember when I was a child, um, I used to play this computer game, and, and uh, it, it had this gold membership. And some of you may know this game as Club Penguin. You, you walked around, you were a penguin on the computer. And I loved it. I just, it, was, it was my favorite game. But if you got the gold membership, man, you, you had everything. You could have a little puffle. It was like a little pet. And it, it was just like, it was so cool. I wanted, I wanted the gold membership. And so I would do anything. I would, I would go to my mom every single day. And I'd say, Mom, I need that gold membership today. Like, please, Mom, please. And I would ask her, and I would ask her, and I would ask her over and over and over again. And eventually one day I got one month of the gold membership, and it was like the best year of my life, even in just that one month. It was just, I had everything on the game. And it was fantastic, and I, I finally got what I wanted. And God repeats to us over and over and over and over again, to praise ye the Lord. The number one thing he wants from you, the number one thing he wants from us, is our praise. Praise. Because the number one command in all the Bible is to praise ye the Lord. And so I love looking at uh, this passage of Scripture, but uh, let's go ahead and look. And I'm in Ezekiel, so I'm in the completely wrong place. So let's turn to Acts chapter 16. Acts chapter 16, many of you are already there. And in Acts chapter 16, and we'll start in um, verse 16, Acts 16:16. 16, 16, this is what it says. And it came to pass, as we went to prayer, a certain damsel possessed with the spirit of divination met us, which brought her masters much gain by soothsaying. So here we're, we're immediately jumping into the scripture. Paul and Silas are, are, are going, and they're about to go pray. And I don't know if you've ever been interrupted while you're praying, but sometimes it gets a little awkward, sometimes it's weird, you know, but so here Paul and Silas are about to pray, and there meets them this woman who's basically a fortune teller, and this fortune teller is helping these merchants uh, uh, gain money and gain, gain business, and, and, uh, but she has an evil spirit inside of her. And so, going on in verse 17, the same followed Paul and us and cried, saying, These men are servants of the Most High God, which show unto us the way of salvation. And this she did many days, but Paul, being grieved, turned and said to the spirit, I command thee in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And it came out the same hour. So here she is. She's, she's almost mocking them. And, and by the way, this is really more of a compliment. She's calling them uh, servants of the Most High God, and, and which, show us, which show unto us the way of salvation. And, and that's actually a great compliment. I don't know about you, but I would love to. If someone said that about me, that would be a great compliment. But here she's coming to them every single day, mocking them and 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 trying to get rid of them and, and, um, and Paul casts the, the demon out of her and, and in verse 19, And when the, her master saw that the hope of their gains was gone, they caught Paul and Silas and drew them into the marketplace unto the rulers and brought them to the majesties and saying, These men, being Jews, do exceedingly trouble our city and teach customs which are not lawful for us to receive, neither to observe, being Romans. And the multitude rose up together against them and the magistrates rent off their clothes and, and commanded to beat them. So here they are and, and now they're in a public setting and they get thrown into, into this setting where everyone's mad at them. They're saying, these people, they, they came and troubled our, our, uh, our city and, and they're trying to take away our money and they're, they're causing trouble here and we need to get rid of them. And so what they do is they take off their clothes and they, they start beating them up. Paul and Silas, man, they're laying on the ground. People are pounding on them. And, and, and it's intense. In verse 23, and, they, and when they had laid many stripes upon them, they cast them into prison, charging the jailer to keep them safely, who, having received such a charge, thrust them into the inner prison and made their feet fast in the stocks. So now you have Paul and Silas, and they've been stripped of their clothes. They have stripes on them from whips or beatings, and, and they get chucked into, literally chucked into a prison and into the inner prison. Now, prison back then isn't like prison today. Prison is actually sometimes a livable area. And, and some people actually get in crime to go back into prison um, because they think life is actually better behind bars than, than what the world has to offer. But this prison was not like today's prison. Prisons back then were much more gruesome, dark and cold, and rats running along the floor. And you can see where Paul and Silas are beat up and scars on them and, and, and just hurt, almost dead, you could say. And they get chucked into this prison, and, and you, you start wondering about their response to this situation. Verse 25 is our main verse tonight. And at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises unto God, and the prisoners heard them. I don't know about you, but if this was me in this situation, the moment they started taking off my clothes, I'd probably, I took seven years of mixed martial arts, I'd probably be trying to use that mixed martial arts right in that moment. I'd be fighting back, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't try to let um, them attack me and, and all these things, but Paul and Silas, they're getting beat up, and they get thrown into this prison, and I don't know about you, but I don't know if that would be my response. If I was chucked into a prison, you think about it, me and you, we are chucked into prison. Our life is on the line. Man, rats are crawling and nibbling on your toes. Man, there's there's disgusting smells and and, and dark areas. And the very first thing that, that Paul and Silas do here is they praise God. And so I looked at that and I'm I'm thinking, well, Paul and Silas, how how can you praise God? Look look what just happened to you. Look look what look at the look at your problems, man, and, and, and people have problems. And so my first question is, well, let's figure out what is praise? What is praise? Well, praise is thanking God for what he's done. Thanking God for what he's done. Now, worship is thanking God for who he is. So praise and worship are two different things, even though they're very similar. Worshiping God is going to God and saying, God, you are holy. God, you are perfect and magnificent. God, you are amazing. God, you are beloved. God, you are, and you go down the list and you thank God for who he is, the attributes of God. But praising God is thanking him for what he's done. Thanking him for what he has done. And like I said in the beginning, God has commanded over and over and over again. You look at the book of Psalms and you'll find that the number one command in all the Bible is to praise ye the Lord. So what is praise? Praise is thanking God for what he has done. And let me just say that for you and I, God has done a lot in our lives. You're here in church tonight. You're not outside in the rain. We have a roof over our head. Thank God. Man, praise God for the things in your life. If everyone looked down and, and you saw the shoes on your feet, man, thank God. You know why? Because that came from God. And I can prove it to you. In James 1:17, it says, every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and cometh down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. Man, if there's anything good in your life, if there's anything perfect in your life, that's right from God. God has been good to you whether you realize it or not. You're not in a different country right now starving. You're not. Praise God. Man, praise the Lord for the things that you have. Man, praise the Lord for the spiritual blessings in your life. Man, if you are saved here tonight, you're not going to hell. Man, we deserve a hell. We deserve, we deserve a terrible place called hell. But God sent his son, Jesus Christ, to die on the cross for me and you. And now I'm not going there because I put my faith and trust in him. Man, praise God for the son of God. Praise God for God. And, and we look at this, um, we look at Paul and Silas and, and we say, why praise? Why, why, why Paul and Silas? Why? Why do you praise? And I man, I, real quickly, I'm thinking about that good and perfect gift. And I always like to think that um, God has given me a lot of good gifts, but He gave me one perfect gift, and that's my wife. And I, I and I love I love thinking about that man. That's my one perfect gift in my life is is my wife. And and she really she loves that joke, right? <laughs> Paul and Silas, why praise? Why why should you praise right now? Why? Well, I have some answers for you. It's because God is worthy. Man, he is worthy to be praised. In Psalm 150, 145 in verse 3, Psalm 145 in verse 3, it says, Great is the Lord, and greatly to be praised, and his greatness is unsearchable. In Psalms 18 verse 3 it says, I will call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised, so shall I be saved from mine enemies. So why why praise Paul and Silas? Why? Because he is worthy. God's been so good to you. God's been so good to me. Man, he is so worthy of your praise. Why would we ever hold that back from him? Man, if you have a shirt on your back, food in your stomach, you have something to be thankful for. And guess what? Even if you don't have that, you still have something to be thankful for. Jesus Christ. You know... Recently, this past week, the Fourth of July weekend, um, I was, this is a point later on, and I'll probably mention again, but a friend of mine from college, um, he's trying to go out. He's married and uh, newly married since two years ago. They got married their freshman year, I forgot. Um, they were young. Um, he's out there trying to do full-time ministry. He's working in the deaf ministry. Over this Fourth of July weekend, um, a firework had gone off and set their house on fire and the pastor's house on fire. They had lost everything. Everything they've ever known, their entire house, and their pastor's house. Everything they've ever lived for was in that, that camper that they owned, and it all burned up. And, and let me tell you, I, I'm so humbled by the post he made Last week, he said he wanted to make sure everybody knew that though he lost everything he owned, he said, but I still have God. Amen. He did not lose God in that fire. He did not lose his spirit of praise. He lost everything else, but he didn't lose God, and you know what? For that, he's thankful. And man, I've been thinking about this, and, and God has put it on my heart tonight to talk about praise and and with that story happening, and I just can't help but think, but that God wants our praise. God wants your praise. And so, one, He's worthy of it, and two, because He commands it. And I, like I said, and number one command in the Bible, I'll just read a few. But I wrote down a, a, a few verses here of Psalms 28 and verse seven says, "The Lord is my strength and my shield. My heart trusted in Him." And I am helped; therefore, my heart gladly rejoiceth, and my and with my song will I praise Him. Psalm sixty-three, verse three and four, says, "Because thy loving, because thy loving kindness is better than life, my lips shall praise Thee. Thus will I bless Thee while I live. I lift, I will lift up my hands in Thy name." Psalm nine, one says, "I will praise Thee, O Lord, with my whole heart. I will show forth." all of thy marvelous works. Psalm 139 verse 13 and 14 for thou hast possessed my reins and thou hast covered me in my mother's womb. I will praise thee for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are thy works and that my soul knoweth right well. Psalm 34:1 I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. Let me ask this question is praise continually in your mouth. It's praise continually in your mouth. Psalm, Psalm 92, it is a good thing to give thanks unto the Lord and to sing praises unto thy name O Most High. So my question is the Lord commands it, he wants it, he is worthy of it, is it in your mouth? Is it in your mouth? You know, lately we have you know gas prices and and we have, we have all these problems in our life. And I get it. I get it. But what's coming out of your mouth? Is it praise or is it problems? Man, God wants praise. And he'll take your problems. And trust me, you can go to the Lord and cast your burden on him. But when's the last time you just started praising? I mean, before, before, before the victory. Before the victory. Paul and Silas... They were not out of the prison when they started praising. They were in the prison. They were in the midst of the trouble. They didn't wait until they had freedom. They didn't wait until it was brighter out. They didn't wait until it was just a little bit better, or they felt a little bit better, or their bruises healed. They started praising in the prison. How's your praise? What are you praising about? Listen, I know gas prices are high, but I've got a God that's higher. And amen, I, that's, that's not a bad thing, that's a good thing. And I, God is so much better, he is so, much, he is so worthy, he is amazing. And God is good to us, and he deserves the praise. And let me say this, that praise will set you free. Man, praise will set you free. You see Paul and Silas, and we didn't read uh, more of the story, but we're about to. Verse 26 of Acts chapter 16. Here they are, they're praising in the prison, and, and the other people, they can hear them. And verse 26, and suddenly there was a great earthquake so that the foundations of the prison were shaken. And immediately all the doors were opened and everyone's bands were loosed. And I think about this verse and, man, I know this is physical and and this is a great miracle that's happening right here. But let me just tell you from my own personal experience that praising can set you free from discouragement Praising can set you free from depression. Praising can get you out of your slump that you're in. Man, if you're feeling like you're in the ditch lately and there's just nothing going on in your heart and you just feel like, you know, that life is getting you down, man, you look in the Bible, David encouraged himself in the Lord. Man, he started praising God when things got hard. And you know what that did for him? That set him free. Man, Paul and Silas, they were here, they were in the slumps, they were in the dark, and they started praising, and that's when they got the victory. Praising can set you free, man. It will make you happy. Man, it will make you happy. I can't express to you how happy it will make you. But if you just try it, man, you go in your car, man, you're driving to the grocery store, you're just praising God, turn on the radio, sing those Christian songs, and get with the Lord for a while, man, you'll be a happier person. Man, praising God. Praising God is what we ought to do. The Bible says, let everything that hath breath praise the Lord. You know what my college president used to do? He would say that verse and he would take, if everyone took their hand, now everyone take their hand like this and put it out in front of you. Now blow on your hand. You have breath. You ought to be praising the Lord. You have breath. I have breath. I ought to be, I don't want to waste my breath. By not praising God. And you know what? We can get so burdened down with life and problems and the news and what's going on and and we forget to praise God. Man, I don't want to waste my breath with complaints. I don't want to waste my breath with problems. I want to praise. Man, I want to praise God because he's worthy. And because he commands it. And because he wants it more than anything else in your life. And... So praise, praise will set you free of that, that slump and, and let me give you some reasons why maybe we don't praise and there's a, I have a quick list here and it's uh, reasons why we don't praise and one, it's because we're scared of who's watching. Maybe it's, we're scared of, of who might see us being happy. Maybe we just have a repetition of being grumpy, I don't know. But maybe you're just scared of uh, coming out of your shell and smiling once in a while and giving a, giving a praise to God. Maybe you're just scared of, of, of the pure the pressure of, of just who, who might see you? Who might, who might just see you praise God? Maybe it will be awkward. Man, don't be scared. God's so worthy of your praise, man. God, God's not embarrassed. God's not embarrassed of you. Reasons why we don't praise Satan. Maybe Satan's whispering in your ear. Maybe he's telling you, no, you don't have to, you don't have to praise God. You you know, you don't you don't have to amend the preacher. That that's like psh, radical. You don't need to do that. Man, don't don't lift your hands. Don't lift your hands. That's way too awkward. Just just keep your hands down. Stop, man. Focus on God, and praise Him because that's what He asks for. Stomp the devil in the face. Do what you have to do, man. Put him down, man. Reject him. Close your ear off from the devil and open your ears to Christ and start praising him. Other reasons why we don't praise is sin. We have sin in our lives. We have sin that's holding us down. We, we feel like I, you, you can't get close to God because you got the sin that you like more than praising God. Sin can hold you back. Reasons why we don't Praise is because we're spoiled. And I always say this, you're not spoiled if you have a lot. You're spoiled if you have a lot and you're not thankful for it. Man, you are blessed. Man, here in America, we are so blessed. I, I live in the greatest nation. And I, I proudly say that I love America. And I'm so blessed. You're so blessed to be born here, to live here. Man, I've been, to another, I've been to another country, I've been to Mexico. It's a whole different lifestyle. Man, if you've never been on a, on a overseas, it might just open your eyes to see how good you have it, because you never really realize what you have until it's gone. So let me ask this question: if today, if today you had everything that you praised God for yesterday, what would you have today? I'm going to say that again. if you had today. Everything that you thanked God for yesterday, what would you have today? What are you thankful for? What are you praising God for, man? Start a list. Start a journal, man. Start writing out. And we sing that song, um, count your blessings, and it will surprise you what the Lord has done, man. Our problem is sometimes we just don't count our blessings, and we don't think we think, man, I have nothing. I. I My life's a wreck, and and God doesn't do anything for me. Man, I dare you to start writing one thing down. Thank you, Lord, for my family. God, I have a roof over my head. God, I have shoes on my feet. God, I have clothes to wear. God, I have have socks. Thank you, God, for that. God, thank you for salvation, God. Thank you for your son and his blood. God, thank you for having him die on Calvary so I could be saved, God. God, thank you for my wife, God. God, thank you for my family. Man, you just keep going and going and going and you'll realize really quickly how happy this can make you and how worthy he is of being praised. So, we looked at what is praise and, and why should we praise and um, well, let's look at when, when should we praise. When? Well, Paul and Silas, like I said before, they didn't wait. They didn't wait until after the victory. They didn't wait until it was a better time to praise. No, they they prayed right in the storm. They praised right in the middle of their trouble. And I can remember a time in my life when we were coming home from college and and we we broke down in in the car in the middle of PA in in the treacherous place of PA, man. I don't know if you ever traveled through PA, but it is awful. I just, I hate doing it. I have to do it all the time and it's the longest drive. It's the longest state and you're driving through and we're smack dead middle of PA and the car engine blows up and we're on the side of the road and we're sitting there and we, and we sat there for two minutes or so and, and we just came back from, from Bible college and you know we started saying to each other, you know, it would probably be really wrong of us if we didn't praise God right now. And so we turned on the music on our phones and that's exactly what we did. We just praised God. I mean, I can't even tell you. The spirit that was in that car. Man, God's spirit just came down. It says, God inhabits the praise of his people. And I can't even tell you the, the feeling that it was that even in such a situation that anyone, anyone could have gotten mad at. Anyone could have flipped out on each other. We could have lost each other's patience. We could have, we could have gotten very easily disturbed. But man, we started worshiping and praising God in that very moment. And it was like it never happened. It was like the problem didn't even exist. The reason why is because we got our focus off the problem and got our focus on the praise. So what is it in your life right now? Now, I know you have problems because I have problems and people have problems. So I guarantee that there's a thought in your mind of a problem, of a thing that's, that's taking over your life. What is it? I want you to take that. And I want you to start praising God for it. Man, praise him now, before the victory. God inhabits the praise of his people. Man, he's going to show up in your life if you just start getting to praising him. And so, when should we praise? Well, at all times. <laughs> There's never a wrong time to praise. Man, if you look here in, in when they're praising and Paul and Silas are being loud in the jail cell and the other prisoners hear them and, and you look at this and the reason why I say that about your problems and, and praising God instead because maybe, just maybe, there's a coworker, there's a family member, someone, a friend in your life that needs to see your praise. You know why? Because if you respond the same way the world does the problems, that's a bad witness man, we have a God that's bigger than our problems. And if we act the same way the world does, if we react the same way the world does when a problem arises, man, there's a coworker, a family member, a friend that needs to see you respond. They're watching you. They're watching to see if something's truly different about you. Man, if you've been truly changed, man, if we've been... God really changed our eternal destination. Man, God really changed our life. Man, God's really, really worthy of being praised. Man, God is really worthy of all of it. How do we, we respond when problems arise? Do we praise or do we dwell on the problem? What are people seeing in you that's different? What is your mouth full of? Is it full of praise? Or is it full of complaints and and negativity, and you know, this world doesn't need more negativity. This world needs a light. And Jesus said, Ye are the light. Man, we we have this light inside of us called the Holy Spirit. Man, we're the salt of the earth. And you know what? How are we gonna be the salt and light of the earth if the only thing in our mouths are complaints? like the world and problems like the world and, and, and discouragement like the world and I get it, discouragement is real and I've been there man, encourage yourself in the Lord start praising God and there might just be a difference actually I know there will be a difference Man, you'll get your focus off the problem you'll start getting on the praise and man, God has been so good to us so good to us and there just might be that someone in your life that needs to hear your praise. These prisoners, man, they heard Paul and Silas. And later on, the Philippian jailer, he sees this miracle happen and, and, and he sees what's going on and he says, sirs, what must I do to be saved? Man, what a testimony. What a testimony. What does your testimony say? Does your testimony say problems? Or does your testimony say praise? I think about my friend Chris. Trailer burnt down. They lost everything. Everything they had. Look at Paul and Silas. They, they had literally nothing. Except for a chain around their foot. And they praised. And they praised. So what is it that's holding back your praise? Man, you still have God. God. You might not have much, but we still have the Lord Jesus Christ, and his grace is sufficient. His grace is sufficient today, tomorrow. Man, God is better and greater. Turn over to Ephesians real quickly. Ephesians chapter 1. I wasn't planning to close out on this, but I read this the other day, and I just couldn't help but share it tonight. You look at Ephesians chapter 1, near the end of the chapter here. Verse 19, this is how great our God is, you ready? Verse 19 says, And what is the exceeding greatness of his power to usward who believe, according to the working of his mighty power, which he wrought in Christ, when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in heavenly in the heavenly places, far above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this world, but also in that which is to come and hath put all things under his feet and gave him to be the head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him that filleth all in all. May I started looking at that verse and that first point I mentioned out tonight, That God is so worthy to be praised. You look at that verse, man, he's far above. Man, he's far above being worthy to be praised. He's so worthy to be praised today. He's worthy to be praised tonight. And he's far above anything that you could imagine. Far above your problems. Far above any power. Man, he's far above the president. Man, he's far above. God's on top tonight. God wins every time. He's in control. He knows your problems, but he wants your praise. He wants your praise. So the question is, is how is your praise tonight? Are you praising even right now in the storm? Is your testimony when problems arise, do you talk about your problems or do you talk about your praise? Praise will set you free. How's your praise? How's your praise? He's worthy. He commands it, and He wants it. Are you going to give what God wants tonight? Let's go ahead and pray and close out the service. Lord, thank you for being so much, so good to us, God. And God, you've given us so much in our lives, and I pray that we'd be thankful for it. God, I pray that we would just, Lord, list out the things that that you've done for us. Lord, you saved us. God, your um, your presence is with us, Lord. And God, you've just been so good to us. I pray right now for this invitation. And I pray, Lord, if there's someone here that is like that Philippian jailer and needs to get saved, God, I pray they come forward and, and Lord, talk to someone tonight about getting saved. Lord, I love you. And I pray this in your precious name. Lord Jesus' name, let's stand to our feet. As the piano plays, the altar is open. Maybe you want to tell God how thankful you you are. Maybe you just want to praise him. Nobody's looking. Maybe you just want to tell God, thank you for your son. And maybe you just want to... If I could get a couple guys to run to the back and grab, grab these uh, prayer lists um, and hand that out to everybody in the church tonight. Uh, so it's a new month, and so we've updated the prayer list a little bit. Miss um, Kathy Digman has a, an unspoken tonight, uh, so be praying for uh, her situation, uh, and she'll, she'll appreciate that very much, and... Um, let's take some time to pray tonight you can find a uh, someone to pray with if you'd like to come to the altar and pray that's all right if you'd like to stay in your seat and pray that's also all right if you'd like to pray with someone pray with a group we'll do that and we'll we'll play some music softly in the background and so everybody can uh, some have some time to pray um so this is uh slightly updated i believe and um this is the prayer list for July, and like I said, we have lots of problems going on um, that need prayer, and, and we ought to pray. Um, I would even like to do this tonight, if you would, pray for our praise. Man, God shows up when we praise him, and uh, maybe in your, in your prayer time tonight, if you would just take the first minute and just tell God how good he is. And tell him and thank him for the things in your life tonight. And, uh, and we'll take some time and, and pray for this. And I think, uh, and we'll go ahead and start praying now. I'll close out in prayer in about 10 minutes.